Welcome to the Dads Rank Things Podcast, a definitive ranking of the most indefinite things, from the commonsensical to the outright outrageous. Just two dads speaking their minds. Or what's left of them. Welcome to episode 13 of Dad's Rank Things. I'm Jones. I'm Tyler. And today we kick it off with the top three favorite Disney songs ever. There's been 80 years of Disney movies, and we're trying to nitpick it down to three of our favorites. It, it was a challenge, um, but I think that I got zeroed in and found my faves. So what, what did you rank them on? What, what was your scale based on? Um, it was my likability, so I mm-hmm. didn't really care what anyone else thought. Okay, I had to have something that's non-annoying too and something that I could listen to over and over again. Because with most Disney songs, if you're a dad, you're pretty familiar with the most recent Disney movies. Yeah. And it's gotta be something that doesn't get uh, ringing in your head annoying. Yeah, absolutely, and also for me, uh, Nostalgia was a, was a big part of the why I chose something. The feel goods. Yeah. Yep. So my number three is uh, part of that. It's the bare necessities. Ah yes. So Classic. it came out in 1967. So obviously I wasn't alive when that came out. But my first time watching it, I loved that song because it gave me a feeling of carefreeness. Yeah. Yeah. I like bare necessities. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the uh, relaxing in the jungle. Yes. What's the bear's name? Baloo? Baloo, yeah. yeah. It makes you want to party with Baloo, right? Baloo, yeah, he seems cool. <laughs> he seems cool. So number three for me was also, like, if I was to be mind-blown for this episode of Dad's Rank Things, this was it. Because I chose a really weird song that I don't think anyone would ever choose as their top three favorite Disney songs. Okay. And I chose for me number three was Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was one of those that I avoided. Yeah, I, yeah, for me, you know, I think there was like my sister had to do a bunch of dances to that song, and so I was always on, so I just kind of eventually knew the words. Mm-hmm. And so that's why for me I, I chose that one, and now I end up liking it, and now I'm like, that's just a really good, uh, good old song. Nostalgia was the reason. But here's the mind blowing thing. Okay, what I did not know, I, I, I think I knew that it was um, Angela Lansbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know her as Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote, uh, did the female part in that. Did you know who did the male part? The little teacup? Uh, the candlestick. Or, or the candlestick. Okay. Lumi- the, Lumiere, the Lumiere part. Yeah, the no, I don't. Jerry Orbaugh. Yes, the old detective from Law & Order. Hmm. From the original Law & Order. The right. old guy, Jerry Orbaugh, he does the male part. He can belt out a tune a little bit. In a French accent. Yeah. I had no idea he played the character of Lumiere, so my mind was blown. Because I just picture like some old crotchety dude from Law & Order, and now he's he's all, he apparently has a Broadway background. He's got some range there. Yeah, he had some range. When I did some research, it was also parodied. Uh, by Mr. Burns on The Simpsons, on The Simpsons, and uh, his his song was called "See My Vest." See my vest. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. My number two is "How Far I'll Go" from Moana. Came out in 2016. Uh, yeah. This is a little, I guess I call it dad romance, because it's the first song that my girls could watch over and over and over again, and I actually enjoyed too. So you got the rock that has a musical number in there. It's okay, uh-huh. but how far I'll go, I like it because again, it's it's a feeling that you get. Yeah. The, it's girl empowering. I have yeah. two daughters, so that yeah. kind of helps. Uh, what I didn't know is that even though this was composed by Lin Manuel, who does Hamilton, of course, it was actually nominated for Oscars, mm-hmm. but it lost. Mm-hmm. But it was nominated for yeah, an Oscar. Almost. Every song I looked at was nominated from from Disney songs. Yeah, for either a Grammy or an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was interesting to me too. And I, I like the Moana song. Yeah. Number two for me, Circle of Life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because the beginning is one of the most famous, iconic 
uh, phrases that no one knows what the words really are, but anytime you have an infant or a puppy or a kitten and you hold it up in the air, you're just like, uh, So that's uh, Zulu is the language that that, uh, hmm. that that is. So I actually got the translation for the show. Okay? What, what did they say? I got the translation for the show. I'm going to read it, so don't judge. Uh, the, the words from, from that part where they hold up in the, yeah. Uh, Here comes a lion. Father, oh yes, it's a lion. A lion. We're going to conquer. A lion. A lion and a leopard come to this open place. Lion ten times, roughly? Yeah, lion's in, in there in a lot. Time. Uh, I think I took out a line of, of lion. Uh, but yeah... <laughs> So it makes sense. Right. And it's There's a very line. applicable to what's happening in the movie. So that's, uh, if you're ever wondering what it translated to, that's it. And then Circle hmm. of Life. I actually, you know, you can hate me all you want. I don't prefer the Elton John version. I prefer the movie version with the with the female singing it. Better. Right. Yeah. Uh, my number one is from the same movie, so Hakuna Matata. Ah, yes, yes. Which I, I did learn that it, it is Swahili for no worries. Okay. Um, but did you know this one was also written by Elton John? Yeah. He, he <laughs> apparently, yeah, was putting together like the whole score and did like all the songs and um, amazing, amazing composer. And once it, this, this song is one you can sing over and over and over again. It gives you that same, I, I guess, carefree attitude is like the bare necessities. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's something that I'll never get sick of. Even though we're going to go see the movie this summer with The Lion King, I'm sure it's going to be in that movie too. Yeah, it will be. It's going to be introduced to a new generation. They need it. They need it. I like, uh, yeah, I mean, Lion King's right in our wheelhouse, and so is my number one, which is uh, A Whole New World from the movie Aladdin. <laughs> um, I, I like to sing the song. I wanted to learn all the words and sing the song growing up. I was in choir in okay. sixth and seventh grade. That was it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this was uh, this one won an Academy Award. Did it really? It also won a Grammy. And then what impresses me the most is that it knocked off I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston oh. as it was the reigning number one on the billboards. See you later, says Aladdin and Jasmine. It took the number one spot. I think it was only there like three weeks. but uh, That's a feather in the cap still. Hey, you, you, can, you can knock off the queen there. That's, a, that's a, quite an accomplishment. Do you have like a least favorite one? Least favorite? Um, you know, a lot of people's number ones is with Frozen. There's a whole bunch of Frozen songs that I saw on the rankings on, online, but I, I don't... It's overplayed, so I can't get into any a lot of the. the but I think songs, like but. 20 years from now, that those will be the nostalgic ones like that the we're Lion talking King, about right? now. Right. I don't like a lot from The Little Mermaid. They get annoying. Under the Sea is probably the most Disney, most annoying Disney song that there Under is. Under the Sea. Under the uh, Sea. Or Kiss the Girl. Either one. Oh, Kiss the Girl. Yeah, that one's <laughs> that one's creepy. I might have to agree with you on that. One. That might be my least favorite. One that I'm glad that got, got remixed is Whistle While You Work. Remixed by Lil John. What's a white twerk? So we all have that friend, Alex. Now the catches could be a guy, could be a girl. One of those names. It's true, you know. So uh, we decided we were just gonna pull out kind of a random name, and we're gonna rank the best Alexes of all time. Weird, yeah, but freaking deal with it. That's what we do on this show. Weird stuff. All right. So my number three uh, definitely goes with who I am uh, in my. Uh, profession and that's uh, Sir Alex Ferguson uh, one of the greatest <laughs> soccer coaches of all time uh, Manchester United great 
uh, highly respected in, in almost all coaching aspects, just not only for winning, but for, for culture, you know, mm -hmm. one of the John Wooden types. Some stats, the most wins in English Premier League history, over 500 wins total in the English Premier League. Second place is uh, like just over 300. Hmm. And the way coaches get fired nowadays, I mean, Probably never gonna be mad. We're not. We're not touching that one. Thirteen Premier League titles, uh, five FA titles, two Champion League titles. So and that, that's a name that has been brought up frequently in the podcast. Sir so, Alex Ferguson. Oh, got to add the certain to it. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's right. My number three is probably another name that most people don't know is Alex Borstein. Oh. So if it doesn't ring a bell, she's actually the voice of Lewis Griffin. So she as an actress got her start on Mad TV, so okay. that's where she got her comedy, and she met Seth MacFarlane, and then they moved on to Lewis, which she's been the voice of for nearly 20 years now, but now she's actually an acclaimed actress from The Marvelous Miss Maisel yeah. on the TV Yeah, yeah that's too. pretty popular. So, yeah. Lewis Borstein. Good one. Good number. Good number. Those are number three. Number three. So we're on, on number two. Uh, my number two is everyone's favorite. I assume this person is on... Jones's list and it's Alex Trebek. Yep, that's my number two. He's, he's got to be. So yep. we're, we're number two there. We can kind of share this one. Uh, he's been in your house. He's been in your living room. Uh, he's been in your workplace. He, maybe he's on your video games and he maybe he's been on your computer and your phone. I don't know. Yep. The guy is everywhere. Unfortunately, you know, we got wind that he has, I think, a pancreatic cancer. Right. Uh, so we're hoping that the Trebek pulls through. But yeah, uh, he's well, won six Emmys. Yeah, 8,000 episodes of Jeopardy, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> Even before Jeopardy hosted game shows, so something called, uh, what was it? Let's do my research here. The Wizard of Odds. Ah, the Wizard show. of Odds. Yeah. Yes. Before Jeopardy. Uh, do you like him beard, mustache, or no mustache? Oh, mustache all the way. Mustache, right? I love the mustache Trebek. That's my favorite Trebek. I did find it interesting for one April Fool's, he wore a fake mustache for half the episode, <laughs> then he decided to take it away. $50 million, that's his worth. Woo. I looked it up. Trebek's worth 50 million. So my number one, Alexander Graham Bell. That's right, the inventor of the telephone. I'm a communicator. I love to talk to people. This guy made it easy. Now his invention has morphed so much that we can't live without it. We're both That's looking true. off our show notes on his invention. So man, for me, what a powerful guy. Also uh, invented the metal detector. Hmm. Uh, it was kind of like the presidential need at the time. They asked if someone could help maybe try to find something that could detect metal to, for safety purposes. Hmm. So he helped that. And then I don't think he's officially credited with inventing the hearing aid, but he made like a lot of the advancements to right, lead up to improve it. that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, my number one is an Alexander as well, but it's Alexander the Great. Mm -hmm. He never lost in battle. He had an empire that's not been matched ever since he did it. Uh, even though he died at 32, oh, I think he's one Syphilis? of the. Yeah, <laughs> they don't really know what he died of. That's what it was. But he was one of the biggest ladies' men of all time, oh. right? He had to well. with the, the highest count of women. Yeah, of people that we can think. Do you about. think if I was just called Tyler the Great, I would have uh, you know had more luck with the ladies? If you would have named yourself that, probably not. If the ladies would have named you that, probably so. What if my parents named me that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that was your birth name. It yeah, could get more. Yeah. All right. Tyler Great Tomlinson. So a few months ago, uh, Tyler and I did the best dad nicknames of what we call dads, like yep. Pops yep. or uh, Pops was number old one, man. Right? old man. Yeah, yeah, some of those names. So now we decided to reverse it. And what do dads call their kids? Yeah. Flipping and reverse it, like right. Missy Elliott. <laughs> Please, no. One of the most annoying songs of all time. Uh, my number three of best dad nicknames is Champ. 
Oh, hey, champ. So this puffs up the confidence of yeah. a young kid. Yeah. There's no participation trophies. You're a champ or you're not a champ. That's yeah. it. And again, it instills that little confidence that some a lot of kids need nowadays. Yeah, I guess my third is like the opposite of that, and it's pretty country. It's squirt. <laughs> squirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, hey, hey, squirt. You know, come pick up these watermelons, CJ. Just spit all over the yard. Squirt. I wonder where squirt originated from. Yeah, I can tell you. What? Well, I don't want to go into that detail, <laughs> but it's where babies are made. Oh, okay. I don't. I, I just made no that up. <laughs> it makes sense, doesn't it? The gullible Jones. Uh, it makes sense. sense. You think it's not like squirt as far as like a small plant? Yeah, it could be. Like you call it squirt? I don't know. It could be. <laughs> you, mean, you remember the soft drink? Yeah, the, it's well, still there. What did it come from? The squirt of like a the squirt of a lemon. A lemon, or yeah. Maybe? Hmm. My number two is Bud or Buddy. Okay. So this is one of where yeah. you're, you're trying to establish a familiarity, a friendship with the kid. So I think this is something you call you know, not only your own child, but somebody maybe who's your child's friend. Say, or, hey, buddy. Or, hey, bud. Or like people younger than you. Yeah. You know, like, uh, or people you don't know. Yeah. And it could be one of those where you can use both positively and negatively. Do you use it? Bud? Not yet. Probably five years. Ask me again. I'll probably use bud. <laughs> your kid's friends? Yeah. Hey, bud. I... I use it a lot. I use it a lot. Bud or buddy. I say like mm -hmm. all the time. So. Do you use it sarcastically? No, I can't. I use it endearingly. My number two is kiddo. Uh, I think kiddo for me is just one of those universal terms. Everyone says it. They may not even know they're saying it. It's just one of those things that for some reason hits your brain, hits your mouth, and ah, kiddo, can we do this? And pick it up, kiddo. Uh, it's just something that's simple, but I think... Uh, it's hard for me to ignore that people don't call their kids that. But you use it for for kids, but you use it for for players or students, since you're a no, teacher and coach. No, I think yeah, I think I if I said kiddo like with the O, I feel like I'd be putting them down a little bit. But I do say kid just because I can call someone a kid that's younger than me because I'm getting old now. So I'm like, hey, nice job, kid. Mm -hmm. Hey, wait, pick up the work there, kid. All right, things like that. I find myself using it for friends too, though. I just call people kid. I don't know if that's my Ebonics coming out. It so could be. What's coming up, kid? I don't think people like take it. If someone called me kid, I don't think I'd be offense to it. Especially if it's like a, hey, and I shot kid. Right? I'll be like, oh, thanks. You know. Take a compliment. Yeah. However I can get it. Yeah. Uh, my number one is boss and or Haas. Haas, what? Haas needs to catch on again. It's something that we had a few years ago, but not. Yeah. I don't hear it very much anymore. Haas is something that we need to encourage again. Yeah. Again, it's something that instills confidence in kids. Okay. Uh, makes them feel empowered. You're all about to puff up the chest. Once, right, yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. You got to give it. But it's also something that you don't hear all that often, so it's kind of unique. True. So you call your kid boss or you call him, call him a Haas, maybe later on in life as a Haas. I like it. I like it. Um, mine was used... Uh, even even mine was portrayed as like this is a generic name, but it's catching on, and you, you call a lot of smaller kids that in the movie uh, Monsters Inc. and that is Boo, right? Uh, yes, because you made the noises. Why? But come on, we know the real reason because people call their kids Boo. Like, hey Boo, pick up your thing. Come on, Boo. Uh, Do they? Oh yeah, yeah. It's very. Uh, hmm. I think it's really picked up lately. It's also a loving term with between, adults. Yes, between. Uh, loving adults, consenting call, adults. We that's like what Alicia Keys brought up. My boo is yeah. the song right? remix with Usher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when the but yeah, so that that all of a sudden became you know a more popular term of endearment, and uh, yeah, I think people call their kids boo a lot. What about Bay? No, 